Scarecrow says what? Movie. I don't know. Oh, that's so funny. I thought it was great. 
kidding. I have no idea where that came from. I think uh, f- our friend Todd stole I've her sat I was going to say, I want to thank Jeff for being here today. Thank you for coming out and spending some time with us. Um, oh, it's hard to see you guys on the screen. Well, we have a lot of people here today. And Nick's viewership on, on WAFM is quite excellent. Thank you, Nick. I support equality. We're sending lots out to you.
And my grandpa was a teacher. I'm going to be um, at El Rancho or if you want to see a comedy show, come to El oh, Rancho. Yeah. Oh, oh.
back again. Hey, you guys are at the Talking Shit at Muzima Open Mic slash Showcase. The Talking Shit with Spam. We're, lo- we're loving it. We're loving it. Yeah. I love how it, the, the way the mic. Watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. It's been What? Michael? What? Spiegel? What? <laughs> Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, I'm Mike Spiegelman. And hi, I'm Carl. Hey, we're the comedy duo of... <laughs> so uh, we want to welcome you to our podcast called Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and... And, and Laundry Basket. I'm not trying to cut you off. Give me plenty of time. (laughs) Can Uh, we let people know? Let's just let them know. We've been a comedy duo. I was the original Laundry Basket. We've been a comedy duo. You were the original Laundry Basket of Laundry Basket of Spiegelman. (laughs) And the problem was that I was constantly cutting you off on your lines. So I will never do that. So let's go ahead and do the routine. So, hey, uh, we're the comedy duo of Mike Spiegelman and Carl. I'm Mike Spiegelman. And I'm Laundry Carl. Well, you're not cutting me off. I'm, 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 okay, I'm Carl. People oh. knew it was me as Laundry Basket because my puns, those were, those were clearly my puns. Okay, well, oh, the laundry-related puns? <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, I'll give you enough space there. So, uh, hey, Carl, I heard you got in trouble with the police. Mm-hmm, well, that is true. Okay, are you done? Okay, here's the next slide. I just want to give you enough space between jokes. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, okay. here's how the routine. Our show is actually a lot of comedy like this times two hours. We are going to watch <sighs> a full-length movie during this two-length hour, and one selected on YouTube. Carl, what is the movie today? We are going to watch America 3000. America, America 3000. 3000, which is 1986. Yeah, I'll say. Uh, so and who, yeah. So who is the publisher yeah so if it's on youtube who what channel is hosting this movie yeah okay so i guess mr retro entertainment is the one to go with mr retro entertainment so search for america 3000 
I don't think you need to put in 1986. I think I'll find it pretty close to you. Go ahead, click that link, and then hit pause as the Canon Films uh, logo starts, and then set it to zero, zero, and we will have a countdown for you. And when it says go, go ahead and hit go, watch the movie, and listen to the podcast at the same time. Normally we now, have Paul... I have the countdown. Yeah, because normally we have Paul Brumba in the studio, but today, Carl, what do we have? Uh, we also have Paul Brumba. Oh, uh, all right. Just recorded. Because it wouldn't be the same without Brumba. Let me pull it up on the computer here. Okay, so we have a simulated Paul Brumba introduction. Yes. That Carl slavishly Carl. created. This is part of your fan fiction for Paul Brumba, isn't it? Yes, that's exactly right. And the thing is, I'm very obsessive about it. People would say I'm. I'm really. I'm on. I'm on the edge of insanity. Which is the name of his podcast? Whoa. Okay, I've All got right. it. It's just another right. day in the hood. Here we go, folks. In three. Okay, so once again, search for America Space 3000. You can put 1986 in parentheses if you'd like. And Mr. Retro Entertainment should be the first one to come up. And that's who is our publisher. And when Mike is ready, I'll get Paul Brumba ready. All right, let me give you a countdown for the countdown. Ready? I'm ready to get, <laughs> I'm ready in three, two, one go. Another day in the hood. Here we go, folks. You know the drill. Get your finger over that little triangle. And in three, two, one, go. All right. Here we are. Canon Films. Oh, God. Canon Films was notorious. I years after the Great Nuke. Oh, yeah. You remember the Great Nuke? The world was man created. He destroyed. Out of dark. Oh, rewind. Darkness and, and ignorance. Was Wagos. <laughs> Wagos means crazy. Oh, because I was going to say, like, I need glasses. I don't think Wagos is a word. That sounds like a crazy name, Wagos. And it is. It is exactly that. Wagos, Wagos. <laughs> 900 years after the great nuke, the world man created, he destroyed, out of darkness and ignorance, of the radioactive rubble emerged a new order, of wo the wo and the world was Wagos. Oh. Here we go. America 3000. Because you're like... Now, we're going to hear a narrator named uh, Gruss, and I think that there's a narrator... I think the choice was made in post-production so that this film made sense to us. They thought the heavy metal would just carry the film? <laughs> well, we see some uh, Earth slaves... This is Planet of the Men. The twist is there are no apes. They're actually just men. Oh! <laughs> All right. Wow. They still have Gates William of the Future. Wallace. You see William Wallace, the um, the um, leader of Scotland. Braveheart. Yeah, Braveheart. Oh, I didn't see Braveheart. You didn't see Braveheart? Please no. stop what you're doing and go immediately right now and see Braveheart. Oh, <laughs> you didn't movie? see Braveheart? Oh, yeah, the movie? Yeah, no, I haven't seen that either. I haven't no. seen Braveheart. I've seen uh, Hack Ridge, Hacksaw Ridge, where the guy's like, here, who's alive? I'll throw you off a cliff. <laughs> Look, there's a girl. Wow. 
That's what they look like, American girls. This is a mall in the year 3000. <laughs> now, the girl we're going to meet, her, she is called the Tiara, which means the queen, I guess. Her name's Rhea. And which she's is... got these, like, captured Rio, boys. Rio is king, so Rhea would be queen. Gotcha. Look at it. Hey, Rhea. I just want to stab my knife on your chin. She's checking out so the slaves? She's deciding if they're going to be machos uh-huh. or cedars. <laughs> whoa, whoa, let me see. Now, I'm not from this year, but I think I have an idea what she's talking about. Yeah. Now, she's found herself a nice cedar right there. Cedar. Insolent one. Go to Cedar Hospital, Cedar Sinai. They take a look at his junk. Right, they cut him off. As you said. This one's a cedar. Cedars work for one thing and one thing only. Uh-huh. Making what is it? Baby Let's get that seed Sierra going. Corvus out for her own daughter, Venus. We learned that from a voiceover. This is what I mean. Like They just threw that voiceover there. Yeah, and the voiceover goes away after the, <laughs> you know, after a little while. So now they're going to brand him oh, cedar, cedar, which ain't cool. Oh, no, he's a fighter. But, oh, oh, she got a hot ass. <laughs> you mean when the cedar threw her into the cock holes? <laughs> one one man's you... opinion. <laughs> if you didn't get that joke, you're not watching the movie now. Yeah, you need Ladies to watch the movie. I can't explain every joke. Pause us. Right. Please like, he's got a hot movie. ass, if that was a pony. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, Gruss. Is okay. Well, I'll just let you take check it out. They're going to right. escape eventually. I have to say, New Jersey has never looked finer. <laughs> this is Colorado and Israel. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. You can tell the Israel shots. I was wearing yarmulkes. <laughs> um, now is this an Israel shot? Maybe. There's a lot, Denver. lot of of um, underbrush though. That's more. You see, it said Denver there. Yeah, it says Denver. But this is the year 3000. It's probably Colorado we're looking at. It could be Denver, California. Internet claims this was filmed in Colorado and Israel. Right. (laughs) So this is one of those, in the future, everyone rides horses and has sandals. Look at the skulls. Oh, boy. That must be the old skull tree. Yeah. Skulls are rare, but I mean, I mean, they don't grow on trees. Oh yeah, in this movie they do. They look like they're in season. Oh, look at that! Tony gets his own credit. Yeah, Tony Bird. He did yeah. the music, and he did a lot of bad heavy metal. But Great Balls of Fire appears in this movie. Oh really? Yeah. Goodness gracious. That's for auditioning for uh, the dance, uh, for his band. Now, the Frawls were chasing them. They're called Frawls, like Frau, I guess. I don't know. Like Lady but Frows? They stopped at the, they, yeah. But they stopped at the hidden area of the Containum, which I guess is... Where you contain it. Contaminated. Oh. I <laughs> guess. They're that suitcase like they work at Delta. <laughs> Good one, Mike. <laughs> now, they find some interesting things here. One is a cop hat. Uh-huh. And that's how we're going to know that this guy is the same guy grown up because he never loses the cop hat. But the other is an ABC book. 
Wow. Which will, like, magic teach him how to read. Yeah. He knows to always uh, be closing. Examine <laughs> always your be closing. Yeah. That's why I lost my job as a doorman. Why is that? Oh, because you always be closing? That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was my mantra. Turned out to be only half of the gig. Yeah, yeah, to open the door, let people in. This movie is produced by Golden right. Globus Productions, uh, which have just made outrageously bad movies uh, during the 80s as part of the Canon Films, as well as their own production. And this was no exception. Right. I picked this movie because I had the movie poster of America 3000 in my college uh-huh. dorm room and, and during a uh, year after, during the 80s, I guess. Now, look, see, he's grown up. He's still got the same book, and he's going horse, horse. I need to shoot sense. up horse. No, but Mike, yeah. who told him that an H goes ha? Huh? You know what I mean? The book, Carl. <laughs> now he's realizing that he's a man. M-A-N. I'm horny. M-A-N-U-F. I could really eat some nuts <coughs> outside <laughs> at the park. Quizzably. I'm not a food guard. I'm a man. This is a big day for him. Yeah, he finished. Finally, finished that ABC book. Actually, he got up to Y and quit. Never really. Now here we it. have some falls that are foraging, foraging, right? Oh, you mean like by looking for berries and and mushrooms? I guess. Why aren't the um, machos doing that if they're enslaved, right? Well, let the women do it. There's Rhea again. And age, she has not aged, even though the boys grew up. These are Amazonian, American Amazonians from the year 3000. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're bred from uh, Israel. Colorado. In the 50s, there were all these movies about um, a time in which women were the rulers and they treated men like slaves. Right. And that comes from the, you know, like, let's flip it, you know, yeah, sure. Mentality. Well, so that's what this is. It's those women of history. Well, I mean, this is like there was a whole genre of films where it was like medieval, olden times. Everyone wears sandals, but they mm-hmm. also had laser beams and you know lightsabers, and uh, there was some right. kind of science fiction element to it. And I think this one as well, because this used to be America, man. Yeah, that's yeah. right. They call them the Merkins and the Commies. <laughs> the Merkins. <laughs> Yeah, it was 900 years ago, the uh, nuclear war, but... Oh, yeah. Because in the 80s, that's all we thought about. And then you get, like, the... I always knew a Merkin to be a wig for the... For your pubes. Yeah, yeah, in case you... (laughs) Well, I I don't know how many times I tell you how embarrassed I get walking out of the house. Yeah. And I forgot my Merkin. should have worn my Merkin. Yeah. Yeah, it's so embarrassing. Yeah, I mean, they catch me, like, barehanded like that. Yeah, I know. I don't go pee, like, all day. I'm not going to be in a restroom exposing myself. Right. And let's say it's windy in the restroom and your Merkin flies off. That's so embarrassing. And everyone's looking at you and you go, like, I can explain. I didn't know you wore a Merkin. Uh, You were supposed to see that. (laughs) Really? Yes, that's my own pubic hair. Oh, you know, I'm so embarrassed. 
sitcoms like they would always like pull the toupee off in defiance like as a gag like and another mm-hmm. thing you know this animal needs Fine. intensive care rip do that with a merkin okay big fight here in the uh medieval town of america 3000 they're brutes they're throwing food at people they're eating eggplant gross gross oh and they're getting whipped by elsa this was a Flintstone episode they weren't able to air back in the 60s. <laughs> <coughs> she is whipping people. Well, she's the daughter, and she's going to become the tiara. We're not at that point yet. Oh. Tiara Ray. She is. She's got a look. Oh, she, did she just get stabbed? Yeah, she cut that guy's neck. I'm just giving the play-by-play. Understood. Someone's like, I'm taking this wicker basket. Fuck you. They went back to the elfin village. They clean those swords. Do you like playing and role-playing games, like RPGs on the computer games? (laughs) I used to like Dungeons & Dragons when we were like in high school. Oh, there you go. Play that a lot. I think you did too. Yeah, I was. uh, It was part of the strategy club in high school. Probably Nick Cole, but yeah, strategy club. Okay, now this is Arg. (laughs) (laughs) Now he will not advance the plot forward at all, but he's just throughout the film. He's a nuclear uh, evolved. A mutant. Yeah, he's Arg the awful. Now she is going for her lawyer's test. They said. I don't know what that means. Oh, that's the worst thing you could possibly be in the apocalypse. Oh, the guy's getting a neck tattoo. Kids getting a neck tattoo. Okay, these kids are called toys. Okay. What happens is they cut their tongues out and they Uh cut off their balls and they just keep them as like pets. Oh, that's gross. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't like this feature. So, um, you saw that Arg the Awful tossed her through the bars, and one of the movie reviews said, I guess she passed the bar. That's a good one, because it was these bars. Okay, now you remember Rhea. Yeah, I said it was from the daughter, five minutes ago. Not, uh, what? From five minutes ago? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I said it was the daughter, but it's not. It's Rhea, and she's fatally wounded here. She's been stabbed. So she's not coming back when you say fatally wounded. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it. That's the end of this movie. Is this like a ripoff of Clown the Cave Bear? No, this is the future. Yeah, this is post-apocalyptic. Wait, no. That that isn't... We were following the daughter. Rhea is also... Yeah. There's the daughter. Oh, I see. So they're trying, they're pouring in some magic potion, and it worked. Well, it made her able to talk. Makela, Vina, my children. Vina is the daughter. I, I think I figured that out when she added my children. <laughs> it really got it really caught up to speed. Also, here comes the narrator. They're her mom, and that's their kids. <laughs> In the future, we have to explain the premise for you to enjoy the story. So, saying you're the tiara now, uh-huh. and Vina does not feel up to the task, and really, it's the older sister who should be getting this position. Not the younger. She also tells 
heard that there's a map in her. They have some weird word for it. Her quarters. Is it and, a Wago word? Yeah, it's a Wago word. Um, um, well, we'll find it later. There's a map, and she's to follow it because it'll change the world. Oh, that's good. But then the map would be worthless. Uh, the map led them to changing the world. Oh, here it is. It's a shelt. I said shelter, I guess. There's a map in my shelt. But if the map changes the world, you would need a new map. <clears throat> oh, I see. The physical, topographical world. Got right. it. Yeah. All right. So even though they don't want it, and she's saying, like, you be the tiara. She goes, oh. no, Vina. Mom chose you. Oh, so she doesn't accept it even though she wants it. They all swear their loyalty to Vina. There's that ridiculous top hat guy. Well, yeah, they come across these abandoned wagons, and they're going to find a toy. Which is a unique boy. The wagos. Yeah. And what's weird is they know his name. How can they? Bobby. I mean, he has no tongue. Oh, right, so how did they guess it? Well, don't they mock him? They say, uh, hey, uh, Oh, they're just scavenging away. They bargained for. Was that the narrator? Uh, that's a toy? That's a pretty old toy. Yeah. I always knew Colorado was pretty pervy, corrupt. So is he going to help them scavenge? Carl, Carl, come in, Carl. Oh, I'm sorry. I've been talking in the mute this whole time. Yeah, that's what I thought. His name is Amy, A-I-M-E. I also brought up that the Canon filmmakers are Israelis, and they made a lot of bad films. They had great intentions to become an A-movie house. And it just didn't happen. <laughs> There's a documentary about them called Electric Boogaloo, which we remember is the dance movie. So I don't get that. But that's well, the it was uh, that was one of the movies they produced was uh, Breaking Two Electric Boogaloo or uh, Electric Boogaloo Breaking Two, according to the end credits of Breaking One. Uh, yeah, Golden Globus. I saw the movie; it's great, and I, I'm very mm. familiar with their movies. And uh, this is one of the gotcha. few. I haven't seen, but yeah, they would just crank out these films. They were Israeli film producers, and they did one called The Apple, which they directed. Oh, yeah. Which no, is but this the crazy Apple, musical. They, they talked about that on the internet. They said that the reviews were so bad for The Apple that the one brother attempted suicide. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's this weird, like, Godspell-esque, like, religious musical about the future. But they also, when they broke up, they both produced their own... Uh, uh, Marriott, not what was it called? Uh, uh, Mac uh, Macarena. Uh, oh, it wasn't Macarena. It was another Mariachi. dance like that. No, there was a dance where they, uh, the Forbidden Dance, Labada. The oh, one produced Labada, and the other one produced another film called The Forbidden Dance. And they were both Labada movies. Before you joined Fishburgers, we did Lobotomy, the Forbidden Operation. 
<laughs> on the and public access show? Well, back then yeah. it was topical. You know what? I think that you might have been involved with it because I think we did Yip Yap music. It was Josh who got the lumbotomy and he started dancing. I remember. You might not have seen it. <laughs> okay, this is Vina's inauguration, okay? And, For what? Uh, become the tiara. Now, even though it's primitive, you know, and they don't have a lot, right. they managed to somehow get makeup and hairspray. Well, don't get me started you know, with the hair. And clothes from the mall. <laughs> well, it was Amazon. Now she's telling the story of the great nuke, if you want to hear it. Okay, let's hear the backstory. Clean and clear. And the living curse was over. The child grew strong and beautiful. And she was called... Woman! Hear me Woman roar. Woman taught her children to follow the tiara and obey the regs. And the earth lived again. But some disobeyed the regs. And from Those them came guards. the children of darkness and disease. <laughs> Blue gods to be hunted and nuked till Negi are left. Now, that's okay. You cut out at the right point because. Yeah, that's like watching Mad over. Max. They just cribbed Mad Max and then just rewrote it. Well, yeah, yeah. She's going to light the fire of her mother, pyre of her mother now. The um, Mad Max and what was it? Hold on a second. Wonder Woman, I guess. <laughs> ah, yeah, Escape from New York. Okay, so oh, yeah. several of the reviews say, like, the success of Escape from New York and Mad Max Road Warrior, you know, Mad Max 2 created this like post apocalyptic B film. A lot of a lot genre. of movies. There was a lot of B movies like that that took place in that universe. Yeah. Sister's sad that mom's burning. And get your hairspray back. <laughs> There's Don't a live fire on the set. Careful. Don't be wagos. <laughs> they lost uh, thirty Amazons on the set just from the hair fire. <laughs> there was big trouble on the set. This Vina lady, her name's uh, Lauren Landon, and she was going to quit because she hadn't been paid for several weeks. <laughs> you know. Yeah, America owes me three thousand. <laughs> now they had. She had a long list of movies. It's as long as your arm, and she's got four that are in post production today in 2019. Wow. One that's now filming, but you never heard of her anyway. She was in Airplane 2. Okay. And she was in Roller Boogie as a featured skater. Oh, wow. And for our show, she was in I, the Jury. Oh, the Mickey's Plane movie we watched. 1982. 82 is not the one we watched. We watched the one in the 50s, yeah. Right. Hey, look at C.J. Miller. (laughs) And this guy looks like he's a Jack Kirby cartoon. <laughs> yeah, his face does. Yeah, that's was... Chuck Wagner. His name's Covis. Oh yeah, and he's got some interesting things. This about is, him. you know, this is before he goes out in outer space and gamma rays turn him into the thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> long before. Long before. His so guy... the they had the inauguration and everybody's drinking alcohol, and so 
this uh, Kovic is like, let's attack in the morning. Wow, she's really drinking. Because they're they're getting loose and woggled, woggled. Wow, they know how to drink in the future. They like to party. Yeah. Future party. He starts telling about a time in which, like, I think we need a new future in which there is no theaters, there are no toys, there are no um, machos. And everyone's (laughs) like, you talk crazy talk. So what does a macho do? Macho doesn't have sex? They just have to, like... They're slaves. No, they don't have sex. They're slaves. That's... They're going effin' frolls, nuke them all. So effin', it must be the F word. In the future, they don't say fuck, they say F word? Effin'? They say effin'. Hey, oh. look at the way your legs are spread, and the other one. Yeah, speaking down. of effin'. That was pretty. Well, lesbian. I have the sound off, so I don't know what's going on right now. And I'll pick up the pieces. They're plotting against the new tiara. Yeah, but there was a, uh, some serious sexual tension. It was very awkward to be in the same room with them. So now she's looking at the map that's supposed to be a big secret. I'm a map, I'm a map, I'm a map. I'm a map, I'm a map. Fuck, I took the wrong map. This comedian was saying, like, they were at the place writing the story and everything, and he goes, did you write the song? And the the guy was, like, hung over, and he goes, uh, (laughs) uh, yeah, yeah, I did, yeah, I wrote the song. You know, because lying. He goes, all right, let me hear it, let me hear it. He goes, uh, I'll do it later. No, no, come on. He goes, okay. Uh... I'm the map. I'm the map. I'm the map. That's great. Do you remember the comedian's name? Any no. chance? All right. Well, we give credit out. New Jersey rocks. I actually knew it because uh, they had cocaine in the map, and they <laughs> they had to hide it from their boss. And the boss came in. And he's like, "Do you guys? Did you wrote that song yet?" <laughs> That's why the, it was all rolled up. You know. <laughs> okay. So talks. The map leads into the contam. And that's against the regs. You can't go into the Cantam. So this Linka says, "Yeah, can't damn it." So this Linka, her best friend, says, "You know, he, she's like, I'm well. If I have you by my side, I'm okay, Linka." And she says, "No, I can't. I'm going to be seated. So she's going to be banged by a cedar to have a baby." Oh, that's yeah. so romantic, I guess. So it's the next morning, and they're going to have a raid now on the comb. Oh, for nostalgia night. It's called Comb Frisco, by the way. Comb Frisco. Frisco. Yeah. Wow, they really went west. Yeah, I can yeah. see. Yeah. Look, there's the Stinking Rose Restaurant. There's Fisherman's Wharf. Yeah, it looks like there's Rice-A-Roni. <laughs> San Francisco to me. Okay, now this guy, Groose, who's the uh, narrator, uh-huh. he is our Star Trek uh, connection this episode in 1987 he was on Star Trek The Next Generation he was Wesley Crusher grown up 25 years old that's weird check out his other credits I love people like this you know that I do yeah. he was in Apollo 11 as medic one <laughs> yeah, he yeah. was in born on the 4th of July as agent number two love it Oh, he did a great job, too, the way he walked into the room. He was Beverly Hills Cop 1984 as Beverly Hills Cop 2. He was the second. That was his title? In in Beverly Hills Cop 1, he played Beverly Hills Cop number 2? Yeah, I guess he was, like, in the 
police station while they were walking by. <laughs> He's shaking his head because there was a banana in the tailpipe. <laughs> we're not falling for. No, I don't think he had a speaking role. No, but there was didn't like if the cops would make fun of them. Yes, yes. He did have one decent role, which was Troop Beverly Hills. He was Officer Bill, so he had a talking part, and he was part of you know trying to find them when they were missing. Troop Beverly Hills. Isn't that the one with um, uh, Cheers Lady? Yeah, yeah. No, let me check my Criterion edition of. Uh... <laughs> well, the Library okay, of Congress stealing. has one copy, and they're allowing me to. Oh, they're stealing bread! You idiot! Yeah. I meant the cash. What kind Look of? Look how like they're gr- they grew cucumbers. They grew different brands of lettuce. It isn't like you know. Where's the farm in this desert? I mean. Well, the bread. They nice. baked bread. I mean, yeah. The machos did it. I, I don't get it. Yeah. Okay, I'm, now. The donuts. Kovis peeks in and sees the tiara sleeping, and he gets all Google-eyed for her. Right. But is he a... Like, nobody wants to be a seater. It's considered torture. And also, the women don't want to get seated. It's gross. Because well, so they have to give birth. why is he having a crush on her? So if they give birth to a boy, they make them, they, they uh, turn them into toys? Uh, not always, but yes. Well, at least they don't seed in their own community. <laughs> I don't believe in seeding between the races, but who am I? <laughs> You're terrible. All right, I'll have to slow it down when I'm on your show because you – I just want to tell the audience that there was a different mic at one time. He no, was no, right no. here with me. I don't think I would have. I wouldn't appreciate that either. Right then. Okay, now Groose is just now discovering alcohol. It oh, Groot likes. Yeah. Groot, you don't understand. What's his name, Groot? Uh, Grut, G-R-U-S-S. Okay, now they're trying to free the machos, and the machos are so timid, they're like, don't let me out. That's the opposite of macho. This movie, this future is upside down. <laughs> Total so chaos. he's trying to give them like a pep talk, like you can be free. And when that doesn't work, he like gives them alcohol. And he's actually speaking, which is they don't really talk much in this movie. Rawls took his tongue, not his head. Who's next? Who wants food? Here we go. Get them run out of the future world. Now. Corvus decides he's not leaving any man behind, and that includes Arg the Awful. Oh, wow. That's very big of him. Error. Yeah. Oh, so Arg is going to kick the shit out of him? Yeah, like, well, he's just effing Wagos is all. Oh, yeah, he's really Wagos. Yeah. Guys, one Wagos. Cute <laughs> Yay! You're effing Wagos! Why'd you let him out? You let him out. No man left behind was his claim. Same thing in Hack Ro- uh, Hacksaw Ridge. No man left behind. He was a pacifist who uh, yeah. helped people escape World War II instead of lying in the field. Oh, okay. So I... Um, okay, so last time I was at Scotty's performing, the waitress was, like, giving me the eye, so I cupped her... Um, her left behind 
and she smacked. But I won't do that to a guy. I mean, no man left behind. Not for me. Oh, yeah, no man left behind. I got you. I knew I was going somewhere. You gave me such a smack. Okay, that was a long walk. Why does he have a tripod? Oh, he, he's, oh his, the he, alarm. His interest is, fi- is film. Ah. Hiya. Hiya. Ah, that hurt my back. You backstabbing bitch. <laughs> Literally. Ah, that's my final words. Ah. They wreck up the gate so they can't get out. Oh, no. It is a gated community. Oh, they're very well off. Look, they're barbarians at the gate. Now, Corvus is going to take horses, two of them, and yes. he's going to make this, like, fake dust trail to trick them. Like, everybody went this way. Oh, that's the oldest trick really? in the book. Yeah, they went that away. Yeah, that's horseplay. These, these are our two bad guys. Like, they're against the tiara. They want their own. They seem like fun. Like, they were like fun to party with. <laughs> I'm going to smack you with this tree branch. <laughs> oh, look at that American flag. That is an antique. What's that doing in this lawless culture? Right, and it's supposed to be 900 years old. Does that look 900 years old? No. Wait, is it 900 years? Let me do the math. This is America 3000, right? And we're in, so it was like 2010. No, 900. Yeah, so. Yeah. 2000, 2100. And then the bomb went off. <coughs> so it's still yet to come. Huh. It yeah. will be fine, but Ryan and Molly and Scott. Oh, yeah. Our children Steve. in the year 3000 are going to have to live a life like this. And I don't know if uh, they uh, how would they handle I don't think they'll even make well, it. No, I think Molly will make an excellent frog. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to make a few toys in her day. And Keith, he's very submissive. He will be a, macho. a good macho. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we do see a future at our kid. <laughs> so uh, Vina and Leica are going to, like, lead them in pursuit, and you can see the fake trail. Oh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the it. Brushes. Now, is this CGI, the fake trail, or no, <laughs> movie magic? Because I remember when we got nominated for the Oscars in 1986. Now, this uh, Lekela, her name's Victoria Barrett, and this is very weird. Um, her voice is dubbed over by another actress in post-production. She, like, huh. freaked out or something and wouldn't do it. But check this out. Yeah. Pope John Paul II listed this film as his favorite Victoria Barrett film. <laughs> what a day. Did they run out of questions to ask the Pope? Yeah. She has hardly any credit. She did two documentaries. She was on Cheers once in 1991. No She's way. She's no big star. But the, why would the Pope single single out of this? Yeah. Why? Yeah. The Pope loved her? It doesn't make sense. I guess so. Okay, so now Tiara is getting wise to the fact that they've been tripped with her Jack Kirby hair. Oh, my and God. <laughs> and... The, the one of the meanie ladies who wants to overthrow her is like, no way Pluto, uh, Plugarts are smart enough to trick us. But then they see him up on the ridge, the tricker. Oh, so he got he's not so good at tricking. Sorry, it's the sister who says that, not one of the people who's against her. The sister says it. The sister gave up being the TR lady. Yep. Well, I mean, Mom never said she could be, but yeah, when she was offered it, she said, nope. 
Mom wants you, so I got your back. And, and that's what she's doing now, hanging out with her. Yeah. I mean, they got raided. They're off to get the guy. I mean, they're a team. Huh. I wish her the best. Oh, edgy humor. He's on the cliff. Oh, that's, yeah. Ooh, that's edgy. Now, yeah. it's time for Tiara to shoot him, but for some reason, she can't do it. She likes him. Oh, what is love? Anyway. I, I can't do it. I really want to shoot a man with a crossbow, but something's telling me this is ridiculous. So he's going to shoot back with the crossbow, oh, but no. he can't do it. Okay, the sister shoots him. You see where he falls. Yeah, that was a quick. Don't worry, he's fall. perfectly fine. He landed in the back cave. And look how sad Tiara is. Yeah. Vina. I didn't want you to like, shoot him. He was mine. Yeah. Now he survives the fall, Which and ridiculous. what prevented the crossbow from killing him? The Bible. At the end. Good okay. Go, good guess. Uh, his badge, his LAPD badge. Good idea. Good guess. Oh, guess no. Wait. Hey, it's like, I'm getting close to it. You were closer with the book? Oh, a colostomy bag. No, no, it was a map? It's the ABC book. The ABC book it got Thank saved you him. Again. Always be checking. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? This movie is dedicated to the memory of A, B, C, <laughs> D, and E for... The, their loss of life yeah. in the uh, archery scene. <laughs> Good one. Okay, so where am I? I can't get out of this pit I'm in. Right? Right. I'm this, alive, but I'm in a lot of trouble. And hey, is, what's that? Is there a light or something? Is there a door? What is? And this is not metaphorically either. This is literally he's in darkness and he sees a door. Yeah, not metaphorical. We can't open the door? I never metaphorical I didn't like. <laughs> I never met a joke I didn't like. <laughs> well, I've, I, I've told you a few that you haven't left. Yeah, that I haven't left. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So he's opening some door. Wow, I'd pay good money to see this door open in the theater. You could do it. Oh, look at that pot smoke coming out. Close the door. You're letting out the pot smoke. <laughs> now, this is like a door that was manufactured in a factory. You know what I mean? Like, it's weird for him. Like, yeah. Like, he's used to a hut and a shack. I know. In the year 3000, he's been living in caves. Yep. He forgot that the last 800 years there was some shit happening. What? Flashing lights? Oh, the future. Oh, he's scared by that Star Wars yeah. set. Oh, this is cool. A little science fiction in this. Now, why would the electricity be working after 900 years? I guess that's reason. I guess it, you Con know, Edison. just nobody turned it on yet, right? Yeah, right. It finally warmed but up. But I mean, is that the old, what was happening the last time it was on? You know what I mean? Like... Right. Well, is it getting fed by the grid? Is it is it batteries? It just doesn't. And, and why this power station? Why not a power station built after 1986? 
Now, see, he reads that. He knows it says arms because the book taught him. It doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense. Well, because how does R go, Mike? If you just saw an R, right. how would you know how it sounded? Well, in his ABC books, A was for arms, and it had, like, weapons. I guess so. <laughs> then at least at least you're thinking the right way. Like, there is an explanation. Here's a manual, yeah. and he can read it because of the ABC books. Uh, uh, oh, figure. look, Hebrew. That's so funny that, he, like, he first thing he finds is guns and a silver well, LeMay spacesuit. Okay. You see the radiation suit there? Yeah. That's the first thing he finds. That becomes part of our plot. Well, you look good at Gold LeMay. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Oh, so he's learning how to shoot. As a cedar, he has plenty of time to shoot. <laughs> I just shot the presidential seal. Now, you did the math and figured out it was like 20... 2100. Yeah. But yet, their camp is called Camp Reagan, and this is all about Cold War. So it can't be. Well, I think they built this during the Reagan administration. And it's then, NORAD, yeah, yeah, clearly. Whoa, he's got the presidential suite. Yup. This ain't the Lincoln bedroom, baby. You know what's even better than the presidential suite? Neil Simon's the presidential suite. <laughs> Neil Simon's presidential suite. Now that is a great suite. All right, so they're searching. That's when Scooby Doo um, jumped the shark when they did Scooby Doo at the presidential street. That's when they jumped the shark. What is that little shield on him with the ocean? They're a million miles from an ocean. Yeah, like where do they the wave? That out? What scene are you? Are you watching the ladies on the horse? Yeah. Mm hmm. There's um, shields in the front of the horses that have waves, but never mind. Well, the horses have been to the ocean. I guess, yeah, you're right about that. Gilly <laughs> <laughs> explanation. But you know what? They didn't drink. Okay, so now he's going to get startled by uh, an old transmission to the president. And there is a myth that they have called the president. Now, look, the president likes video games, I guess. This is like there's a centipede machine and it looks in perfect condition. It's eighty six. There's a the monitor's not burnt equipment. out. There's a pinball machine. Everything works. Racquetball, sex dungeon. Place got it all. Pretend uh panorama. T V set with uh black and white. Remote control. Now yeah. I don't have to stand and go to the TV. <laughs> My ABC book taught me how to press a button. CNN. Hello. Message waiting. Oh, for the president. Here. Mr. President. Mr. President. This is General Greer on board Looking Glass. President. It now appears, sir, that the NORAD warning computers reporting a massive Soviet first strike were in error. And that negative Soviet or Warsaw Pact missiles were fired first. Negi. Victor's Wago is Negi president here? Just Corvus. However, in compliance with standing presidential orders, 
our computers initiated a total retaliatory response. All, I repeat all, land and sea-based ICBMs and all, repeat all, that cruise so wacko. have been launched. That's mutually assured destruction. Assured confirmed. Repeat, confirmed. A Soviet counter-strike. This TV show is boring. Change the Wait, channel. No, no, it's going to get exciting. Listen. Mr. President, I know I can speak for all of us when I say we didn't ask for this war. But God damn, Mr. President, we've won it. Caught the Ruskies with their pants down. <laughs> now it's up to you, sir, See, the show got to good. lead us into a new tomorrow. Too political. Goodbye and good luck. Mr. President. You're not the president. Stop saluting. Well, that's, he's getting, stolen like, he's confused. It's stolen Am valor. I the president? I, president. President Wagos. Look at all that old junk, as if after 900 years it would be sitting out there. Right, yeah. Like it was 80 years old. Like a rusted, rusted old, there's a typewriter. You see the a shield? Fax machine. Yeah. With water on it. Maybe it's like horsehair. Made of plastic or something. That poor horse. So, um, she has the map there, you see, and uh -huh. it's leading her here. She's got her sword out. She's going to stab whatever shows up. So she goes into the cave. Now, her uh -huh. sister, Lake Ella, is watching her. Yeah, she's not doing much of anything. So the mom said that in, you know, in the map would lead her to something that would change everything. So she's going into the cave now. Those buildings would, uh, maybe they'd be, Well, it could know. be scale. Look at this. He's got everything in there. This presidential suite's got it all. So I went to Europe, and there was a building from 1500, and it was really looking poor. I mean, its left side was almost collapsed. It was all saggy, saggy. So that was 1990, right? right. So that's like 400 years. I mean, I can't just believe these things would be standing, that's all. Well, maybe there was a second generation of stuff, and that fell. Like they built in the post meet in the future. They built buildings, and that collapsed. <laughs> I'm sure you're Look at right. This. He's got a boombox, a comic book. What is yeah. this modern age stuff? And that thing's going to go on and scare him. Oh, yeah, they turned the music off. <laughs> that's that's the music that's left over. box, cold one. Well, who is that, a dummy? Lyle's no, it's desperate. a skeleton. He's gone to the very end of the contest <laughs> searching for his missing toys. So he leaves there, and he's in the suit. Yeah. And he's got his warlord comic and his ghetto blaster, and he bumps into that jerk who made toys or was in charge of the toys. Oh, he's going to kill that guy? No. <clears throat> but toys is going to clean up his act? Well, yeah. The toy thinks he's seeing the president. So weird. And he says, there's Neggy Machos, Neggy Toys. And this guy looks horrified. He hears, Neggy Toys. And he's like, I better change my ways or I'm not going to have a job. All right, here we go. He's going to redeem his wife. 
He like presses him for information and this toy guy gives it up. Wow, this suit gets me anywhere. <laughs> he looks, uh, yes, I'm looking for the MTV uh, Movie Awards. I'm late for a sitting. That was 900 years ago, President. Well, I'm, I'm here to go to a beehive. The bees have been a sting for 1,200 years, Mr. President. That was the 1950s. <laughs> hairdo. Yeah, the beehive hairdo. The Prezi does. They're B-52s. So he looks kind of cool in that gold lame uh, space suit beehive <laughs> outfit. Boom. This guy has no acting credits. Oh yeah, uh, it's it's it uh, shows on state on screen too. <laughs> Boom. So right Let's now, go. this guy's yeah. Right now, this guy's telling him that. Um... Hold on. Okay. Vina's away proving herself, and the Tiara's best friend is getting seeded. Oh, that's so, so sweet. Like, don't tell, don't tell them that you saw me back at uh, Com Frisco. Wait a minute, I wasn't invited to her shower. Uh, she hasn't been seated yet. Oh. Well, wouldn't there be like a pre-seed shower? A seed shower? Uh, no, they, they're not into it. It's kind of like yucky to them. So it's sort of like like sort of secret. I don't know the answer. I don't know their culture, but no, they're not going to have a party for this great thing that's going to happen. It hurts to give birth, and it's gross. Now, they do don't you, want it. Do you think he's dressed up like uh, the father from Back to the Future? Oh, no, when... Uh, <laughs> When he visits him from outer space, he puts on like a... The planet Vulcan. Yeah. Darth Vader from the planet Vulcan. He was playing Eddie Van Halen riff. Yeah. Die, Earthling! <laughs> He's gonna melt my brain if you don't ask Lorraine to the death. <laughs> oh, okay, right. Okay, so here we are back at the comb. Yep. And meanie, meanie woman... It's like, where the hell were you? You were out in the in the contam. Oh right, no no knife for you. You get a but knife. You get a knife. Where have you been last knife. night? No knife for you. Vina comes back with something she calls thunder rocks. Oh, that's some good shit, man. He gets strung out on it though. Boom. I have thunder rocks. Oh, wow. Boom. Whoa. That's impressive. Wow. That's explosive. <clears throat> he goes, you broke the regs. You have a curse upon us. And she goes, you know, you're, you fear me, not the curse. Like, all of a sudden, she got tough. Oh, good. It's she time. found her rocks. That's what mom wanted to tell her about, I guess. And she's just throwing bombs up in the air, like fucking with them. That's 
can can't wait. Uh, are oh, they waterboarding, or is this like a very no, aggressive? Got, it's like they're cleaning them. Now they have, I don't know, they don't like water or something. Is now like they have the stuff? machos free. Oh, I see. But they got to wash and them first. I guess. They're trying to make their clan bigger. It doesn't make any sense. Dip your head in this water and look at yourself in the mirror. No, they're I look shoving, now, they're shoving their heads in the water. That's waterboarding. It's stupid. You're, yeah, it's waterboarding. Yeah. So I try to wash all the dirty hobos, but they're so dirty that they still look like dirty hobos. I got no time right <laughs> now. We have Bigfoot. Harry and the Henderson is going yeah. nuts. Yeah, now Harry and the Hendersons finds himself some sort of body spray, and he freaks out. Oh, because there's Axe. And he does this annoying, happy sound. Uh, when it comes up, I'm going to ask you to put on the oh, absolutely. audio. So okay, the, the, somebody's coming. Somebody's coming. Who is it? Uh-oh. Docking. Holy cow, it's the president. That's Which what's is, blaring. Is Owen Wilson. He's got a cassette boombox, and that's what he's blaring out. Yeah, well, you know the music was done. Uh, this was the choice of uh, where is it? Tony Bird. Tony Bird. Oh right. Generic yeah. rock music backing track, including "Great Balls of Fire" by Jerry Lee Lewis. Oh, so it was a good good version. Great yeah, balls of future fire. <laughs> oh yeah, what do they call them? The fire rock. Yeah. Great balls of fire rock. Thank you, Vina. Fire rock. He he he. I call this hand grenade. Yeah. I don't want it. You could have it. <gasps> Toss. <clears throat> they don't get it. They don't know what it is. It's going to lead to trouble. Well, they keep throwing it back and forth to everybody. Hello. Boom. Boom. Wow, this movie's going so long. I think they're in America 302. <laughs> 3,000. 3,000. 3,002. 3002. They're called, instead of weapons, they call them weeps. So uh -huh. he's telling them, try this alcohol. You're going to hate the way it tastes, but you're going to like it. Oh, yeah, now he's fucked up. There's Harry okay, now the here comes Art the Awful. Uh-huh. And he got the air freshener thing. He starts smelling it, and he loves it. There it is. Well, he had the, he was putting on Axe body spray, but uh, he got really sick because it smelled like him. <laughs> Look at uh, that mouth, man. Whoa! Uh, Ooh, I love that smell. So it's like pine wood. Ah, the best a man could get. He's still not going to pick up ladies with that spray. Let's hear the audio, and you don't know how it ends. Afraid of that. I want you men to knock out the Frisco Seed. I guess we missed it. We're now on Warlord Magazine. Yeah. Comic book. That's as ridiculous as this top hat. <laughs> so he looks in the comic book, and he learns how to properly use a grenade. Interesting. And that... Do not uh, eat Twinkie the Kid, but eat anything he offers you. See, they're playing with the grenade outside, and... Oh, I want to hear it. And... But 
She'd have to with the president. Their plot is to go and kidnap Linka, who's getting seated, and that forces the tiara to have a meeting with them. And he's not going to meet with you, but she'll meet with the president, so we'll trick her. Gotcha. The old not pretend you're presidential to get ladies. Oh, no. There's the boot. Uh, was it a kid? Uh, yeah, they got blown up. Uh, oh, no. Was it a porn so kid? They're like, this is bad vibes. You brought bad vibes on us. And she goes, no, you just didn't know how to use it. And the warrior comic book teaches them. What about the mother who was watching this man walking around with his son's uh, sneaker, bird not sneaker? Oh, yeah, there's the comic book. Boom. Oh, me understand now. <laughs> yeah, Jack Kirby, teach me. Yeah. Um, Pull the pin and throw it. New ways oh, of scattering! Oh, here he goes. Pulls it with his teeth. Yeah! Plastic! Let's play some heavy metal and now, blow shit up. Now Gruss thinks he really is the president. And he's like, follow the president. He but he just knows deal. that guy. It's not like he's even pretending to be someone else. I'm just a Wagos Plugart. I'm no president. Yeah. I'm just a crazy Wagos from New Jersey. I, oh, crazy <laughs> Wagos Jersey kid. I don't think I should be president. Neggy spirits, neggy curse. <laughs> so that's, that's the slang in the year 3000 in America. Yeah. And they also say fan plastic, man. Yeah, what's up with that? What the fuck's fan plastic? What do you know about plastic? Okay, so here is Linka, who's about to, you know, have sex. Oh, get seen. Yeah, so this frawl is like, don't worry, we picked a clean one. Oh, but they're going to go stop it. Yeah, well, their idea is to take the best friend of the tiara so that she will be forced to go and meet with the president. Oh, I see. You know, like, if you come, if you, you will let her go kind of thing. Here is your uh, domicile. Uh, there's cable. Yeah. That's the thing, man. Once again, like, I know it's just a movie, but yeah. it can't be 900 years old. That bed would not be, you know, the metal would have rusted out. I mean, it's just it's just not possible. Yeah. And you, see, you see, like, an old truck from the 30s, and it's, like, falling to pieces. <laughs> you know. But don't forget, this movie was made 30 years ago. A 1930 truck seemed more feasible. Oh. I see, I see. <laughs> you got me there. Yeah. I mean, you made that movie now, it'll be Priuses. You know, you know, you know what's <laughs> Right. It wouldn't say, like, the commies and the Merkins, right? It'd be like, in the great terrorist attack, the weapons of mass destruction. Right, yeah, yeah. Be our buzzwords. And I still can't get a single. Different so day, different bullshit. Are they, oh, so they kidnapped her, huh? No, this is the guy who's going to have sex with her and seed her. Oh, I see. See. They're playing betting or something. <sighs> All right, they're going to, but meanwhile, here's our rebel heroes. They're going to go in and stop this. 
I'm on top. Well, they're not going to stop it. They're going to take her. Oh. As a I... bargaining chip to meet with uh, T.I. Oh, so we get to watch this. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't say this qualifies as your scene. Well, no. I, I don't d- think it really. <laughs> well, this is against her will, so. Uh, no. She wants no. it? No. She's doing it. Uh-oh, they got the laser beams. Yeah, yeah. superior weaponry. How fast does a laser Ow. beam shoot out of a gun? Simultaneously hit someone? Is it that fast? Uh, good question. Oh. Just interrupted it. Hit me with your laser beam. Relax. Don't do it. You're coming with us. Oh, that's even worse. All right, there they go. Where are they going to save the cedar? They'll let him free. <laughs> You're gay? <laughs> Why does she like this? Why does she like that? Maybe she knows him. Is that the last okay. scene like that? Oh, we're going to watch more women get seated against their will. No, no. That's it. That's the last scene like that. All right. Okay, so now there's some bullshit going on outside. What's going on? It's 4th of July. Right. It is? Well, no. It's like flares, and it's like things they've never seen before to say, come out and look here. Oh, this is You got it all from the Reagan, uh, you know. Oh, yeah, this is surplus Reagan stuff. Flare guns. He's got flare guns. Oh, no, he's playing his music. Let's see. This is the William Tell Overture. That's not the William Tell Overture. Right, right. It's coming. Hi ho, Silver. Short time. We learned to use those Americans' things. And Amy got a bright idea. That's the narrator? Wow, he's narrating, yeah. That hasn't happened for a long time in the film. I guess that's when the editor just said, listen, I can't do this anymore. Is I do narrator. Hey, Mutiny Radio listener. Mutiny Radio listener, if you are out there, yeah. Just came into the studio for a second to go potty and whatnot. If you're listening, give us a call, 415-550-0511. Chillin'. Playing music. I don't know what music we're playing. We'll figure it out. I'll put on a really good one. Actually, since I'm here, I'll put on a flat black plastic or a bug house square, you know, because they rock. Mm, dear God. Um, fuck the comedy, assholes. Whatever. It's like, oh, the hubris. No, listen to the beauty and wonderment of a bunch of people making music. Don't listen to one guy or one girl. One guy, not a girl. Usually a guy. Doing jokes, man. Fuck them. Fuck them. Yeah. It's me, the president. President, not Trump. Oh. Like the Americans and 
right and turn backwards tackle nonsense in a sensical sensual causal relationship of worldly matters with materially plantastic align motioning questions of checkery and balanced and even more set of throws into the early to the evening if that was your time of night and it was not to stop bother or just that it was Lily changed and to the left again, patter as if that pattern was gently dipped into a spiky stream of electric swish by with the murmurs of hearts neatly tucked behind stereos while mild patter of the moose events of a day yet to come more was happening worldwide, as it always was and thus reported into the airwaves if you were inclined or reclined to listen or let it flow into SDFM programming you choose to start your day. When the day becomes and turns away the night which you forget for the purposes of sanity, yet seek it again on a regular basis to maintain such a status of your non-forgetfulness, only slightly to offset the ends of sanity again, and again, it shall be fits your design, or didn't thus by memory alone, as you may be in these moments as listening again, what is it that continues the forces of life inside any of us, or simultaneously all of us, and also what brings death and is that infrequence it all together. Is death perhaps overworked these days, and should we feel sorrow for a job which ought not to return a lot of satisfaction to such non-force force of zeroing in? Or is it a time of jubilee for the finals to be lifted and sorted or tossed around on sleds and switch up silly vehicle while their families wander from far away if they'll see their child in the stars of their evening, or perhaps next week, and wait? It was a ghost town, this town outside of town, where the reported and seemingly dead arrived, in a bus to a bar which may serve alcohol, at a time which was neither between day or night, and as it unloaded, the people on it, looked forward and around a bit, and didn't talk or offer each other a help of any kind, for that's what got them into this predicament, and it was a predicament, preceded by a non-behavior and thrown under, their arms like the pillow they brought to bed and perhaps still had, swinging on us some to the last bits of electric switch grounded them to this, the planet of your choosing has delivered their lifetime ago by that hopped-up beast of perhaps a sword, or shot out of a cannon as they now remember, making their way towards a new challenge, delivered at that very hospital, or one near and far away from your heart, which were no longer beating themselves up like the drummer they perhaps followed, or perhaps even made a sound in motion to start their own circle, into. Well, good, was the operative word here, and there was no operation. For some this was a relief, and for others they'd hoped of a bit more fervor in their demise, instead of this old bus, which was now pulling away to get them more. And the more company it brought, you'd think the mood would change, or that the party would start, and that life would begin again to be sold without ne'er a pair of sock on some, perhaps the rich to go poor on the streets they loved, even not given the chance to go mad and rediscover a world of living before they undrew to, well, what had happened. Death was standing over, dusting, but he had a sort of uniform on, not the usual one you'd expect, big black coat with coal black eyes you couldn't see, and he had a voice, again, not the usual tonal somber one you'd see in films, but a quiet calm and directing voice, as he took out the map and motioned to a set of others on where this next lot was meant to settle, a settlement for the dead, on this planet, or in it, there was a hole up ahead. Some people were already walking towards it. Perhaps that's where they were meant to go in such a malaise of non-reasoning. They reasoned with each other and some began to point. And then pointed back at them in motion. 
There was a young man, or perhaps a young woman, though likely it was a man in based on his pajamas he'd been comfortable up until a moment ago, or several, counting Riga's route which the bus took on its way up here. Or was it down here? He pondered. The lights were still visible from where he stood, but way over there. That warm city, and now this cold plodding plotter bit of land with a warmish cold. That was their reasoning. The man's name had to be reminded to himself at this moment, by the too soon pair of other uniformed men who approached him and called to his attention his new identification. It goes on your toe, sir, was a bit of laughter from the other. We tag them and bag them and you have made a grade up to the other level and said, Oh, it's just I. Was stammering about to happen. He thought he'd get his bearings first, but time in this place was not a luxury as it was on the, and where am I? Level K, said the other. That's where we are taking you. Answers to his questions were not forthright and he decided he would walk along and discover what the men were up and about. They looked down at his feet and turned at each other and walked a bit in the direction our character was thinking of going in anyway. They all moved forward. One had a radio, and it clattered every 30 seconds or so. No audio and there was a solemn understanding between the men, who moved in their usual way and as if they had some regular duty here, and they did. To deliver this man to the level, as stated, K. A small door appeared lit only by the scene to show that there were electrics inside, and perhaps light heat packs. I mean who would power the electrics, and perhaps there was heat. It was dimly cold and wet outside and he'd hoped for perhaps a cocoa once they'd arrived at the resting site. The door opened and a middle-aged woman motioned him in. Inside was just the couch, and a television which was not turned on, and he sat as was most new to do so, and they left. He fiddled with the couch and sat for a bit, then decided to lay down and wait for something else to happen. His eyes closed. Closure, he thought to himself, as in close again, and now on the couch. He'd just left his bed, and how? Odd he couldn't remember. What about the night before? Still nothing. Though he recognized his own pajamas. They were a gift, for he'd never consider wearing clothes to bed until people started buying them at holiday. Birthday. His mind sprang a bit. Yeah, he remembered that. Well, the word anyway, but forgot the date. Hum. He hummed to himself. The couch was comfortable still. And still, and as he was, was noticing the something-nothing around him was as familiar as his memory of forgetfulness. He was kind of enjoying the non-enjoying and hoped it would last for a while too, when the chime chimed. You're up top to the young women, through a door which appeared only momentarily and lingered lit and hopeful for his arrival through it and onto something new and perhaps exciting. I wouldn't bet on it the young women held the door open still. Oh, what? exciting, isn't it you'll think to yourself as you walk towards me and perhaps it will be, but I've never seen it her eyes bob a bit over his pajamas. He was noticing that everybody was noticing his pajamas, including himself and he smiled now and turned up towards the lady and decided to make a change. James, he offered a glance over her in his hand to shake it if she was so undesirable to do so. She shook his hand and her lips filtered towards a similar smile in a manner likened to him. Your new home, is it? Last one left you behind? Well, we've brought you here and in the now she offered a bit more of herself as light conversation. Oh, well good, I mean. 
It's nice to, I know, be. I mean, look at you. Still human, right? Aren't we? A bit more of that, and you'll all be into spring in no time. She beamed a bit more. Here, come along and listen. And put her arm around him as they both walked into the level while she let the door close behind them. There is more conversation to hear, I dare. And emotion there. The ideas are sorted throughout, but I think you will find their color code is to your liking. At least I think so. The mats are for play or playfulness, not wrestling, and the coffee pot is locked up. But I'll get you a cup if you'd like. Caffeine at this time of night, though, I wouldn't recommend it, but some do. Just up ahead, the hallways were opening and rooms became larger, with twisty maze of passages broken off from left to center and they appeared to light up as he saw people walking around and through them, with some evidence of direction. Some were carrying their books, and others simply appeared and disappeared in their gowns without shoes, of varying colors. Yes, I'd love a cup. It'll just get me started and no, I mean it was a long. He'd forgotten about the bus. He'd forgotten about the door. He'd remember this place, surely. And he looked over to her to see what she was about to say. Soon after, Cat fixed the stated in plain technical language. It's the engine which runs this place. Thought up by thought itself. Kind of a miracle it works at all, and that's kind and to the point. He'll discover in a second and she handed him coffee. It was black and sweet, and a bit artificial tasting. And he sucked at it and it was warm and he kept the cup at his side and thought to speak. So what do you do here? I mean, besides this, he attempted a light bit of conversation he was sort of used to, in these types of situations which had now become rare enough. I bring the people to powering machine. And you're it. Would you like to know more? Because I would. We all would. And the last one just fired. Oh good, there's still some in there. I thought I'd have to push you in the chute. But things seem to still be functioning. Shoot. Shoot. Oh, that way. Well, I wouldn't jump in there. It's frightening. You'd have to push me. They both smiled. Yes, that's what I do, normally. But we have some time. Would you like to take a walk? They did walk around the outside, as it was in this place of interior. And occasionally they saw some people. And mostly it just hummed, and they talked. And she reminded him of some of the clues of coping he'd forgotten, and while he didn't need coping now, he thought he might, and might remember, and if anything it was that, and her smile and they carried on about the place, and, well about the place and what it was for and for whom and why indeed and however and so and so about who the guy was walking, and then about the drawings on the walls they were passing, and the variety of colors which were always just on the sides of them as they passed through each space. Things were indeed warm at this moment, and he looked at her again, this time with familiarity and friendship, and was hopeful they could stay together for some time more, and that they'd discover this place and see it in a new light, and carry each other on in conversation and fluidity and that it would be good for the pair of them. If you'd like, was her verbal response to his nonverbal reckoning. It's more and more like yourself the more you put into it, you'll find that and it'll find you, and bit more at a time while we're all comfortable. And that's the idea she smiled jokingly. The idea she repeated it to just that's the point of this place. Certainly, the idea. Welcome to level K. You're off to a good start. I thought you might. And here we are. Add. If you have any more, I'm keen to listen. She listened. 
hear that warble up ahead? That is, we'd best keep the walking while it's still an idea. And she took his hand, perhaps warmed by the coffee, but very likely by the idea of a place to have something and hold it gently. And that wasn't the artificial sweetener talking. This place was a good idea. And he smiled to himself as gently as she touched his finger and carried himself up a bit with them through the level. As it lit up and fired and the visuals became deeper and he even touched the walls sometimes and they glowed. And he looked at her and she glowed. And it was pretty damn magical for this time of a lifetime to discover her in such a place. And so they flowed into it and it glowed. And then they stopped. It still happened around them and were then new. There was a bit of zipperer, but it stayed with them. Well, it reached 88 lines of code she stamped her feet gently as he just noticed her light shoes for the first time you know that's your little joke, and it's time for punch up punch reply conversation. Here let's put on a bit of music. Thanks for the idea. The music came on and they smiled and continued on to walk in silence they talked a bit, observing the synapses which fired in the vision which appeared on the walls, and it was fine and honored on they wanted to go, which was a good start. I have a little joke too. He finally said out loud. Oh? You were fired. And he dove into her and kissed her everywhere at once. Illuminating the entire place with a spark which went off into every direction, just for a second, which seemed like the life and worth living for an instant and a lifetime, and instantaneously it was and is. That's just a little synaptic joke, he grinned at her. She was still lit up and looked at her arms. Well back, she grinned. And welcome to the happenings of Catrix. You've made a great egg drop bother stop drop out. That's funny coming from you. The next one is better. And it was. And was again. And again. And they fired each synapse they chose. And sparked with love at each quarter of an idea that made them look at each other. In their eyes. Or eyes to any part that needed sparking. And they understood. So that was this place. And they continued and met each other and stayed themselves of course. And sometimes carried each other on lighter conversations, or as they overheard the walls talking to them, and then they would suddenly smile and it would happen again. They banged on the brain walls just for the fun of it, and fell over as they were toppled about, and onto each other. And that made them laugh more and they rolled around and stayed here and there for a bit more each time. And sometimes they ran, if it was their season. And sometimes they posed and talked about the art which should be here and over there and sometimes they saved each other from a doldrum of underthinking, or over non-participating, and they had now and continued to begin, and though they had always been with each other, as electrics. And electrics didn't falter. Not here in this purity of space, and space gap they fired it, and fired it again, and rang a bell and kicked the walls and made it jump and they tuned an orchestral of sound. And it rang through the chambers, and they found a corner of this place, and would create anything they wished for a time and time again, which they found with each and again too. And it was good. Well, the preceded auriculatic motives are built and maintained for the inspirational inspired set of living juxtapositional elements which bring rocks to the ocean and women into fluffy places where cuddly is in fact invented. Maintained with gesture rules of material speculation, you shine on a dark or believe it's for two and a half feet of tubing with a heat lamp just for the now and now again, as needed. Take two. Back with you.
Chattering deep into the light bright webbings of pattern he is. This podcast brought to you on the Anchor.fm platform from the webs of Apple Q. Anchor.fm is available for iOS and Android. Brings a freedom clear interface for your podcast creator genius with royalty free music and sound effects that make you sound from a radiophonic workshop. Segments for you to advertise yourself in the cash money you sell. Deserve. Available everywhere. Podcasts are free. Just do a Q. Miranda was in her lawful office, the kind that's just right, or right justified. She was an author, as well as reviewing other people's works for publishing. The day was Thursday, and her stack included literature on extraterrestrials, a novel, and a pocketbook about knitting hooks. She took the novel to her study, which was more like, well, it was more like the kitchen counter in her brightly lit apartment, with a cutting board where she had an avocado and turned some pages. Intriguing pocket watches. Time and materials on this one. Maybe out for a coffee. She stashed the book into her baffled bag of trick-or-treats and scuffled out the door in a slightly woolly blue dress. Passed Jelly in the street on the way to the shop. He tipped his hat and said the boss would love to buy her a cup and to dig into the tips jar on his behalf if he'd already left. She was used to that. She used to work for him too in this very coffee shop, as she rounded the corner and walked inside. His hat was on. Pleased you made the mark. What is the news in publishing today? A wistful 